You're now listening to What's Up Aboard, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. We just want to know what's yours. And to regular listeners out there like Tracy King, salute. salute. My name is Wardy Ward, and the man next to me with the plan is none other than Trey all day. What's happening, Trey? What's going on, Wardy Ward? You know how we do this. You know how we do. This podcast has a goal of interviewing, promoting, and learning from people who are making a difference in this world with an idea, business, personal story, and much more. Our studio guest today definitely falls in this category as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Valence Hayes to the lab today. Dr. Van, Dr. Yeah. Ronald, how you doing? What, 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 what? Yeah, yeah, it's so good to have you here. So we're going to start off like we do with every show. We just want to start off with a little icebreaker. And I tell people, say, tell us where you were born at. What was it like for you as a child? And how many brothers and sisters do you have? Okay. Well, I am a native of Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I was born I was born on the west side, but grew up on the far east side of Indianapolis. Ooh, east side. Side post road. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. You said I am the youngest of 13. Whoa. Yes. I have 12 siblings, um, eight sisters, well, seven sisters and five brothers. Ooh, you younger. never ran out of hung hand-me-downs, did you? Like you got everybody's stuff. Actually, um, I I didn't get too many hand-me-downs. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yes, I, was I, I got all the hand-me-downs. I'm the only boy. That was very awkward. Mm, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> we, we were pretty. We were we were pretty good when I was younger. I had a really. You asked about my childhood. I had a really good childhood. We traveled a lot. My mom, she wanted us to experience life. Um, Cause her childhood was, you know, um, was less than she wanted. So she get she gave everything to her children. She still Ooh, does. Okay. Still does. So yeah, we travel the world. Um, I, I think, I think the reason why I like to bargain shop is because my mom she used to, I used to get like five outfits. Um, and I could have got, you know, for today I could have got about ten or fifteen. But she liked to shop at Macy's and calls different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had a pretty good childhood actually. That's good. Where are you currently living in now? I'm currently currently living in Bloomington, Indiana. I've been here for about three years. Okay. Uh, with children. That's a little college town right there. Yes, it is a little college town. They don't pretty much um they don't interfere with me. I live on the um uh the upper east side, the upper west north side of Bloomington. So it's more settled people over here, uh older folk over here. Okay, right. yeah. Yeah, I went, actually went to school in Bloomington down there. So yeah, I, I know a little about town and a lot, a lot of kids down, a lot, a lot of kids down there. A lot of partying going on too. Yes, now I normally don't go out past like nine o'clock, but the couple of times that I have, it's really they call it lit. It's really lit, like mm-hmm. around twelve, one o'clock. They just walk around like it's you know twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a lawyer when I grew up. I love Perry Mason, mm. uh, Law and Order. Um, I, I love to uh, figure things out. I'm a problem solver. Mm. How you know about Perry Mason? How, how old are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit, little bit young, a little bit young. But uh, being the youngest of thirteen um, and having older siblings, my oldest, my oldest sibling, he would have been probably about maybe fifty nine now, and mm-hmm. so. Um, I, uh, I I learned a lot from my older siblings. Okay, no doubt. 
Now you're clearly a smart person since you have the whole entire alphabet behind your name. Tell us, tell us what degrees or certifications that you actually hold. Oh goodness! Tell me all the degrees. Let's start with the first one, the second one, up to your fifteenth. Okay. Well, um, I started off actually um, with my associates in business. I received that in 2008, and but from there, I, I, I knew I wanted to be a doctor, so. Um, I knew I had to go through the bachelor's and the master's. Um, and so I got my bachelor's. I got my associate's in business because that was pretty much, you know, you can go anywhere with your business degree. Yeah. And then with my, my bachelor's, I got that uh, working at um, at Pace. Uh, I was a drug and alcohol counselor. Well, lead, the lead drug and alcohol counselor here in the state of Indiana uh, for about four years. And um, I wanted okay. to know... What is PACE? What is what is PACE? PACE is Public Advocates and Community Reentry, I believe it is. Mm, okay. And, um, we work with ex-offenders there. Yeah. And teaching them um, how to reenter society. Um, so I, um, yeah, so I just, I wanted to help the people learn, you know, what they need to do to get back into society. And that's anywhere from drug, drug classes, helping them with housing, helping them with um, transportation, helping them with um, a babysitter if that's what they needed, whatever they needed to um, re-enter society, that's what we did for um, them in Pace. All right. And you said you had your bachelor's by that time, right? Yes. I, I, I completed my uh, bachelor's and um, I took a break from, from life for, from a, for a little bit, uh, probably from about 2013 to about 20. 17 and that's when I had a baby in between that time and I was so blessed to stay at home uh, with him and uh, I got to raise him and stay at home with him for, for a minute so that was a blessing so I went back to school okay. and you went back to school after that and got the doctorate no I went back and got my master's oh, that's I got right. my master's at uh I went back to Martin University um I tried a couple online classes I couldn't, I'm, I'm an in-person person. I love to uh, be, I'm the nerd. So I like to sit in the front, teacher's pet, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, need to, I need to be able to actually learn what I'm doing. Yeah. So I went back and got my master's at uh, Martin University. And then a year later, I got my doctorate at uh, North uh, Central. Wow. Okay, that's nice. So that means there's a lot of student debt I'm taking it? Um, well, it would be, but I've taken advantage of some of the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, pandemic, um, you know, packages that they have. And because I did work for public service, um, at a pace that knocked off a, a lot of, a lot of the debt. So I'm in a pretty good place right now with my, uh, student loan forgiveness and all that good stuff. Good. So uh with this education there is it are, are you all got any books out i know a lot of people write books too so that's the hot thing so well i, I actually um i i actually uh, published the published the book back in 2017. Hmm. um it was tw- uh, the 12 steps uh to marriage uh, from a physical perspective 12 steps of marriage 12 yeah 12 i didn't steps. know there was 12 steps i mean you like to the no. author you'd be dragging your feet or something what you mean well, you know, just like just a woman just pre- to prepare herself for for mm-hmm. marriage. But then, well, let me just put throw this in. This was prior to me getting married. So actually getting married, um, you know, 
a lot of a lot of my perspectives have changed as far as mm. things you know that a woman should do a woman should uh, accept <laughs> um, for that matter so a lot of those things have changed because um, it takes more than you being prepared um, for marriage um, it also has to do with you know the spouse as well Mm-hmm. Well, like you mm-hmm. said, it's theory and practice. So, you know, you go back and you, you, you know, evaluate the, you know, life and times and where you are and you adjust to move on from there. So, oh, yes, of course, of course. Okay. And you said that's the 12 steps to marriage? Yep. From the biblical perspective. Okay. Can you, can you give us like three of them? Um, let's see. Um, number one would probably just, uh, to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, have, having a close and personal relationship with, with God. Um, and then uh, not to settle. Mm. Okay. All right. So is that kind of similar to Steve Harvey's book? The uh, what's it? Think like a man. Uh, work like a dude. Whatever it's called. Or walk like a. I don't think. Walk so. like a duck. For my for my uh, memory, if it serves me correctly, it was a lot of games played. You know, in that in that book. So. Um, and I think that's what that's what a, a lot of people like to do these days is play games. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one for games, though. So. Hey, yeah, we definitely gonna get into that. Um, okay, so twelve steps for that. And is that uh, what can I get that book at? I'm interested in. On Amazon. Okay, is it twelve steps to marriage or 12, 12 steps of marriage? To marriage. Mm-hmm. So if I read this. It's gonna change my life because I'm gonna know all everything. It's gonna give of it to. Of course, me. of course, of course it is. Of we know we all know we're stuck stuck on step five, but that's a different <laughs> podcast. But go 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 ahead on. <laughs> yeah. So what is step five from War Place one more time? Yeah, five step. Um, so with with like I said, all these degrees and different things, uh, tell us about some of the jobs you you've worked. Um, with your various degrees. Um, with with my um, with my recent degrees, um, I've, I really didn't want to work for anybody else. Um, I, I end up having um, issues, you know, with my job, whether that is um, uh, what, what do they call it when you become uh, what is it called when they uh, what is the word that they use? Um, I cannot think of the word that they use. When you work too much. No, 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 not when you, you work too much, when we have con- a conflict of interest with you and, and your boss. Yeah, um, yeah. conflict. So, <laughs> yeah, so um, that's that's pretty much the issue that um, that I've had, like working with, um, you know, for jobs. They, um, it, it, a lot of people seem to think I have this attitude, you know, about myself, like uh, I'm like this and I'm that and uh, maybe I think I'm better than someone, and that's just that's just not the case at all. Mm. So, um, yeah. So you have more of like an entrepreneurial spirit where you like to work for yourself versus you know chasing someone else's dream. Um, it's it's not even having an entrepreneurial spirit, but I guess it is. Um, what it, that's what it pans out to be is an entrepreneurial spirit, but it's more so as um, right is right, wrong is wrong, and um. For some things, I'm not going to bend the rules. I'm not going to bend the rules for that. Mm-hmm. So say, for instance, if I'm working at a community center and there's been a tornado, a tornado, uh, and it wiped out and it wiped out half the the, the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, my job is to help those people, you know, get shelter. That's my job. That's what is what you know. It's a safe haven for the community. I'm not going to lock the doors on on the people of the community because it's it's just too overwhelming for me. 
you know? And so sometimes when you're in a position that you're not at the, at the top, you know, they can, they may not do it themselves, but they may want somebody beneath them to do it. And I'm just, you know, I'm not willing, I'm not willing to do wrong by the people for a paycheck or, or for um, some type of status or something like that. Because at the end of the day, I have to, I have to deal with that in, in, inside of me. I have to, oh man, I did those people wrong like that, you know, just because I would be quarter. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not too keen to that or, or I'm not um, keen to, you know, oh, I'm better you, she brings in more money than you, so your her job is secure, but yours isn't. So yeah. you can go. So I'm, you know, I'm not just gonna treat people any type of way just because um, I can, or just because you know I feel like it. That's just I mean, all. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. So how does that play out in the the situation of maintaining that relationship? Of I'm here for a service. Um, I'm here for advocacy. But then you're also balancing the needs of the organization that's providing the service to ensure that there's equity across the board as well. So and that's so that so that's when it comes in that that's where it comes in that um, that um, I'm independent. So I, I don't I, I will work um, I will work by you know the the laws and of 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 your of your agency, but I also work by mine as well. Um, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cross those lines or you know cut any T's just to make this organization look good, or or just to cut the numbers or something like that. And especially if it comes to me doing wrong by a, peop- a person or or you know that I'm, I I know it's just wrong. Like I'm not gonna uh, you know violate this person because I can, knowing it'll send them back to jail just because somebody doesn't he he did me wrong or because he called me a, a cuss word, you know, or you know, something like that. Like, violate the law first, and then, you know, I'll violate you. I'm just not going to treat you like you trash because, you know, you may be an ex-offender or, you know, um, any type of offender. Yeah, yeah. So so what are some of the places you worked at again? We know it was Pace. Any, any other places? Um, I worked at the Community Alliance of the Far East Side. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Community Alliance. And um, I... As I was finishing up my uh, master's, I was working at the Lakita Inn on um, in Indianapolis. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yep. Okay. And I love that. Uh, I love that job as well. And although I didn't play a counselor, um, I kind of ended up being like a. Um, I still was an advocate, you know. For, I worked front mm-hmm. desk uh, supervisor, and I still was an advocate, and I um, was the media- mediator between uh, the G- GM and the people. But, mm. you know, sometimes people in, you know, service, they don't talk to people, you know, like they're a customer. You know, they talk to them like, well, if this is that way or this is that way. This you is know. the policy. I can't yeah. change it. Right, exactly. And, and that's what it means. <laughs> like, there's no natural compassion for people. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what was your motivation to keep going on to go to school? Because I know going to school is hard. I mean, it's very hard. I mean, Trey and I both, I think we got the same degree. But, uh, but I don't know. I struggle. Uh, business and management. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a communication major, so I was like, "Well, Lord, we, we complete each other." There you go. Well, you there guys you go. are great. Yes, right. You can definitely tell. You can definitely tell. Yeah, he's um, trying to sound all intelligent. Apparently, he can't help it. It's just in him. It's, it's in innate. It's a part of who he is. Okay. Now for the What's Up the Board show, I want to say that Trey really supports that statement. Now back to you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. 
<laughs> so again, going through those struggles of getting through school, uh, I know having little ones is a challenge. Uh, how many kids do you have, and what, what are the age ranges are we working with before we get into the meat of the show? I have, I have five. Um, five. Age, ages ranges from twenty-four. My oldest will be twenty-five this year, and then my youngest will be eight this year. Um, and so, and actually, my mom she was very supportive of me. So. Um, something I didn't tell you about me that I was uh, actually prior to me getting into the community, um, getting into my academics and different things like that. I was was actually in the street first. And so I had went away for a little bit. And so um, my kids were with my mom. And so my mom, she was very supportive of me getting, uh, coming home and uh, getting my stuff together. So um, now I think that's another motivation for the reason why I went so hard is because I felt like I was behind. Um, I was mm-hmm. behind and I hadn't seen anything by the time I was like 26 or something like that. So mm-hmm. I, just, I just went really, really hard with school and work and different things like that. We'll talk more about that in a moment, but you so, so you start out chasing these degrees at age 26? Yeah, 20, 26. Wow. Wow, yeah, that that take motivation to go there. So, so you was just, what was you doing before that? I mean, what 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 made you say you, like I, I don't want to do this? No, I'm done. I'm going to get this degree. I mean, what what, what was this uh, the starter broke the camel's back? Well, actually, my motivation was when I um, went through a job training program at um, went through Getwill, uh, and I worked at uh, the Community Alliance of the Far East Side. I was the uh, front desk, uh, front desk administrative assistant in. I love to be around older folk. So um, the ladies just really took me under, under their wing and they just really motivate me. Uh, Jan Townsend, Jan Townsend, um, I'm not sure if you heard of her. Yeah, I heard that name. She was, uh, she is an inspiration to me and she just always just uh, to motivate me to go back to school. And that's what, uh, the reason why I chose Indiana Wesleyan. Uh, and so, uh, she would always tell me, I look at this 100%, look at this A. Oh, you wish you had an A, and it was all in my face. And so, what did I do? I went and got some A's too. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. she was a great inspiration to me. And um, and, I, and I always thank uh, Community Alliance because before then, I never really cared about people like that. I always, maybe I did, was a little bit, you know you know they're you're below me or or whatever I, I didn't care about the community I didn't care about people like that but when I went to community alliance I I, uh, I develop a passion for people and a, and a love for people and to see how people um, really went through and, and how I could be a help and um, it became uh, it kept, became addiction to me to to help people like I, I have to help people it, it keeps me going Absolutely. I can definitely respect that. Now, I noticed you have on a necklace there. Uh, is that is that a sixth or seventh? Uh, is that, are you a gangster disciple? Uh, what, what is it? Okay, does it look like I'm in a gang? <laughs> I'm just playing. Do. I'm just playing. Tell Didi, us about the no. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually six point star to star David. Okay, so so that makes your religion uh, Judaism. Judaism. Okay. Are, are there a lot of African Americans who are, who are Judaism? I, I don't know anything about that religion. There are there are actually a lot of African Americans um, that are Judaism, and Judaism basically is um, it, it can you can um, convert over to Judaism. It's just like so Christian, maybe Muslim, same thing, you know. Yeah. So um, 
so I was I grew up uh, Judaism, but not Orthodox. I wasn't born. I mean, I didn't grow up Orthodox, so um, I was more of a vigilante. <laughs> I, uh, but but when it comes down to to the basis, but to the base of it, um, Judaism will be the the religious mm-hmm. organization that I would be closest to. But I'm not uh, religious at all. Oh, what does that mean? You're not religious. I'm not religious. I don't. You know. You not know. practicing. No, I'm not religious at all. I'm more spiritual. So oh, okay. I'm more yes. I I, I meditate. I, I pray. I pray. I read. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I study to show myself approved. Um, mm. So I just don't read just just one. I don't just read the Bible. You know, yeah. I, I read what, what's in the Korean. You know, what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I read, um, Buddhism. I mean, what whatever. I, I'm open to to different things. And my mother says, eat the what eat the meat without bones. So. Mm. I'm open to what I feel is true and correct. I don't just, I don't just follow, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't follow the leader, yeah. you know. Just blindly following. Make, make it make sense. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. Uh, so a quick question: Do you, so then with the not, so non-practicing, but you follow Judaism? Do you do you observe Sabbath on Saturday? Or I do. Saturday? I do. I do. Okay. What, what, what does that mean? Observe Sabbath? You just you don't do anything that day, or you don't eat food from the sun up to sundown. No, or Sabbath. Like no, um, no, Sabbath is um, Sabbath is, is the day that a day of rest. Oh, okay. so um, uh, practicing Jews, um, they well, most they as around uh, sundown, sun, sundown, mm-hmm. they have prayer, uh-huh. um, and then they um, they uh, take the uh, the uh, uh, the drink I can't think of it right now. Um, let me see. So um, they take um, uh, my goodness I cannot think of it right now. Somebody just walked in, but uh, yes, they take the uh, the the feast. The feast. Hold one second for me, please. Okay, you fine. We could probably come back to that question. I mean, uh, I probably caught off guard with that one. So I understand. So like she had a lot of uh, things going on to go from, I think she said bachelor's. No, associate's first, wasn't it? Associate's, bachelor's, master's, and then the PhD. So that's probably, how many years would you think that is total? At, at least at least eight, I would think. Cause yeah. you, got, you got six to get to your, your, uh, your master's. Mm-hmm. Then depending on how long it takes to get your your, your doctorate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Hey, I'm back. Yeah. yeah. All right. Back. You're better than them. We're yeah, just trying I'm to back. figure out your, your your total time and I heard, I heard that. I heard <laughs> that. And so y'all can count that up for me because I'm catching up from the last question. Yeah. Um, I think we I think we said eight, maybe six. Two you got associates too, right? Associates, bachelor's, masters, and, and, and doctorate. Yeah. I'm saying that I'm saying at least eight years. At least. Yeah, you got right. You got right. Mm, wow, that's a lot. All right, let's go on again to to the to the meat of this show. What we really want to talk about, which was basically toxic relationships or, or narcissism. So you've had some some instances or occurrences with with narcissism, and and you writing that book. I'm sure that had had to play a role in helping you out or helping you cope with this. But give us a little background on on what you know about narcissists and uh, are they everyday people? 
or, or is, is Trey a, a narcissist too? Is, is that possible? You know, it, it, Trey, it could be possible no, that uh, Trey is a narcissist as well as I'm yourself. I'm a clo- closet narcissist, but um, go ahead. It's, it's a closet those narcissist. Those are called uh, covert narcissists. When okay. they're, yeah. when they're in the closet, covert narcissists. But most narcissists um, don't don't even realize that they're narcissists. Hmm. And most people don't know what narcissism, narcissism is. And I think that's really, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate, um, especially going through what I went through, um, what I went through, I'm like, this is like stranger danger. Um, these are things that people should make people more aware of um, because um, narcissists, they don't come off as narcissists. They don't come off as bad people. They just do bad things to you. Um, they do bad things uh, over a period of time. And eventually some people don't even know what narcissism, you, that they've even dealt with a narcissist. Um, some people still don't know that they dealt with the narcissist. The only reason why I figured it out is because um, I was called a narcissist by the narcissist, the person Ooh. with narcissistic tendencies. Mm-hmm. So many times mm-hmm. I had to be like, why do you keep calling me, you know, nar- a narcissist? And the reason was, oh, you you think you all that you stuck up and you never apologize for what you do, um, and so. But that's just that's just the tip of the bud. That's tip, just the tip of the bud with a narcissist, um, because they they and it's it's really crazy because narcissists all do the same thing. They they all do the same thing, and it's just like um, being a textbook alcoholic or textbook sociopath or textbook um somebody who has cancer or uh, prostate cancer or or breast cancer they all they they all meet the, the certain criteria that, that they have to have um in order to be you know diagnosed with this certain uh disease or illness um and and it's like um now that i'm in tr- i'm in therapy actually for uh for uh, the things that i've been through and it's like <clears throat> are we all dating the same guy or what and that's how that's how much of the resemblance of the things that they do um and say that it's, it's just so close in um you know nature so so what are, how did you meet the narcissist that uh, or this particular one that we're referring to how did you meet that person and were they a narcissist when you this met person, them i met this person he was a narcissist when I met him. Narcissists are actually, um, they're probably, they can be, di- they can be not diagnosed before the age of 18, but they start showing traits uh, mm-hmm. probably around the age of uh, 14 or 16. So mm-hmm. he definitely was a narcissist when I met him because he was in his 30s. So, um, and I met him online, which is one of the, the traits that narcissists all have in common. They like to be on dating profiles. They like to be on websites. Uh, They love pornography, different things like that. Now you said he was in his 30s. How old were you at that time when y'all met? In my 20s. Okay, so little little gap there. Maybe what what would you say the age difference was? Um, About 15 years. Oh, okay, so so he, he liked younger women for whatever reason. And no, he likes all women. Oh, okay. So, mm. so so he's a womanizer. He's an opportunistic narcissist. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he Say they don't discriminate. <laughs> oh, he doesn't no. color, uh, race, background, uh, profession. He, de- he doesn't he doesn't discriminate. Um, 
and I, I found this out, you know, um, down the, down the road. Um, I found this out down the road. It, he doesn't have a type. The only type that he has is the type that um, he can manipulate the, the easiest and the quickest. And get that attention that he that he desires. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Understood. When y'all on, on his website, y'all just kind of match each other. And um, actually, actually, I was going through a, a trying time in my family. I, I have there was a death in my family, and it uh, created a lot of tension in my family. And um, I just wanted an outside opinion. You know, you sometimes I don't like biased people. So say, oh, that's my best friend. So I go and talk to my best friend about this problem. Mm-hmm. I have a problem now. My best friend have a problem. Mm-hmm. I wanted an outside opinion, and so. He was always the type that posted spiritual things. He was always nice. And mind you, I've never talked to him on the phone, never really conversed with him on the DM or the inbox or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. Um, just, you know, the presence that he gave, always posting spiritual things and, you know, comforting and uplifting things. That's what uh, drew me towards him. I think, yeah. You know, there's one of the things that we've always said on the show is that every relationship comes with a little bit of false advertising. So do you think in your situation that he was, was he opportunistic just saying the things that you wanted to say? Or do you think at some point he actually believed what he was saying? Um, For a little bit. Well, actually, he lied about every single last thing mm. from his home to his house, to his car, to every to everything. Um, so... I wanted, I probably wanted him to say it, and I had been single for a long time at that point, and I am not, to this day, I'm, as long as people think I'm so promiscuous, and I got all the men, but I, I it's really hard for me to date, it's really, um, because I was, I was groomed to be a wife, a mother, so, uh, it's, it's really hard for me to, you know, get out of one relationship, go to another, talk, chat, and I can't do any of that, and so, he just was just so, he, he's just so, and you can ask probably any woman that he's talked to, I guarantee he's just like the charmer. He's just, you know, yeah. his voice, everything from his voice. He's a high intellect and I'm pretty smart and I know he's smarter than me. He doesn't have the degrees I have, but he definitely has the intellect, it, more intellect than me. Like as far What's as his I, education? Where, how far did he go in school? Uh, associate. Okay. Okay. So he's got some college. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, so, so it sounds like, well, how long did you, y'all get married? Right. We did. We actually it's our anniversary today. Four year Ooh. anniversary. Okay. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was wondering why he was calling me and texting me. I woke up to text. They weren't happy anniversary. <laughs> there were threats and stuff. <laughs> Name oh, calling. Wow. But uh. I was like, why is he texting me out the blue? And that's like 428. That number is, that was like, oh, it's our anniversary. Yeah, Mm. anniversary today. Because we're we're not divorced um, as of yet. Um, We have been, our relationship, even prior to marriage, was very rocky. And so it it was very hard for me to get away just to let go because um, people who have narcissistic tendencies are very addicting. You know, they, they're very manipulating with the things that they do. Um, you know, he may bring, like, he'll bring our son into it. Um, he may not talk to our son for weeks, but um, he'll get my son on the phone and he'll be, he'll listen to me in the background. Yeah. To me, but supposed to be talking to my son. So he, he does a lot of stuff to, um, to like, wheel me back in every yeah. time. 
but uh but this time I'm just I'm just I'm trying to do no contact but it's hard you know having a son and all and um having some some other you know marital you know issues that we have and we we kind of have to talk sometimes yes but as far as like no contact and stuff it's 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 really hard it's really hard you know for somebody who has been been through with someone who um has used strong manipulation skills on you why do you think he, he treats you like this? I mean, well, why why you? Why did he treat you like that? He treats everybody like that. Okay. I mean, he but he, I mean, like you had the book and everything and, and the knowledge you have. I've just seemed like seemed like you'd be a harder sell to 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 break down. So what what, what did you get from trying challenging you? Because that's what people with narcissistic tendencies do. They don't go for a week. They, they, okay, so they call them supplies. So I guess I was like a main supply. And so they have different supplies to do different things. Me, I, ch- I challenge him. And so that's why me and him, we, we, we uh, especially now, we bump heads a lot because I don't go along with, with the games. I don't play the games that he, that he plays or I don't go for the nonsense. So they actually, they actually um, target people who are strong, strong women, people who come from successful money and different things like that because they don't like to do anything. You know, um, some narcissists don't, but you do have some narcissists who people with narcissistic tendencies that you know thrive off power or, and like to be in powerful positions, like head of CEO companies and different things like this. Yeah. The one that I was dealing with. He, he was more lazy one. Like he never had to do anything. Um, and he, he drives the nicest car. Um, he uh, he dressed in the nicest clothes. The, the man is sharp, you know, um, and he doesn't pay for anything. Child support, nothing. He, he doesn't pay for rent, nothing. I'm not trying to get you a business, but you don't want him to pay child support? You're not going to pursue that or? No, no, no. I said he doesn't pay it. Yeah, I'm just saying, how does he get away with not paying it? That. I didn't say he didn't. It wasn't paid. I said he doesn't pay it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm slow. No, 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 no. It no. gets done. Okay. Wow. No, it's oh, it gets done. It gets uh, done. Uh, oh, wow. And, and and trust, he has several women. Um, and wow. yeah, he has several women. I mean, I mean, like maybe fifty of them at a time. He got to write a book. Wow. Yeah, that's what I told him. I told him, I said, you should write a book. I said, you, you. I said the way he gets women. I mean, he gets some not good, some. They be working at the post office. They be uh, first ladies, all of that. And women, they just follow up. Every last single one of them are in love with him. I mean, he has women back from when he was 18 that are in love with him. I just pray to God, please don't let me be one of them. Because mm. I'm not going to be like that over that man for no 20 years. And he'll drop him and he'll come back. Drop him and come back. Do you want to get a divorce? Do you want to leave him or do you want to work it out? Oh, no, I definitely don't want to work it out. Um, but I don't know what filing for a divorce would do to me at, mm-hmm. right now, because I know leaving him and, uh, when I left him and um, a couple years ago, um, it, it, it it broke me down pretty bad, broke mm-hmm. me down pretty bad, um, and I began to isolate. Um, I didn't right. like, I didn't see myself as worthy. That's why when you ask, um, do you prefer Valance or Dr. Hayes? I'm still not even comfortable with using doctor because he mm. tries to belittle me so bad. He he tries he takes everything away from me. Like he gives me no praise. All he does is put me down. Like mm. he just says nothing but horrible things about me. 
So, so you, uh, you wanted you do you need praise or, or attention from him like that? That positive uh, affirmations from him? I would like. I, you know what? I would have liked them. I get them from usually from everybody else. So I, I struggle with why doesn't my husband want to give me praise? I, I, mm. I for the longest I cannot think like why everybody loves me. Why don't he love me? And it's not even that. It's not even that he he doesn't want to give them to me because he knows that will build me up and he wants to keep mm. me there. So. You know, Vanos, you you were mentioning about and you've been very careful to say, you know, narcissistic tendencies versus the actual diagnosis of being a narcissist. So at any point, do you know if he's ever been diagnosed medically? Is that with this type of personality disorder or are you just seeing all the, the tick marks and the red flags go along with that behavior in totality? Well, you know, he actually, me and him, he was supposed to go to a therapy. Um, a part of us getting back together at one point is that he would have to, you know, go through, you know, get go through the whole medical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he he went to the to the hospital at one point in time, and he was diagnosed with as a high suicide high suicide um, suicidal, very high, very high, and so. Um, he was supposed to go to eat a mental health uh, professional, but he kept dodging appointments, dodging appointments, dodging appointments. And he told me, we sat down one night and he admitted, he said, okay, you're right. I think I am a narcissist. You know, what, what, what how can you help me? And so I don't know if he was using that to play me, mm-hmm. um, but I know he was sincere. I know he was sincere in the fact that he thought he was, but I don't think he ever intentionally wanted that he ever wanted to go get the help he just wanted to tell me what he knew i wasn't playing with him and he know he needed to go get some help yeah. or me even keep entertaining him do you think that he was using that as a way to keep him at the center of your attention as yeah. when it comes back to that narcissistic yeah. narcissistic tendency to say hey look i want to be the center of the the universe and at, at all times no Regardless of how you may feel, my empathy levels for you are going to be staying on here, but I need you to keep me up there. So is that yeah. what he was do- actually doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 starting to kill himself and everything. And mm. and it's like at the more and more, the more, the more as I educate myself on these behaviors, I'm able to catch myself. Like, okay, no, stop. He's just, why is he using this right now? Knowing that I'm like, okay, no, we need you here. He's like, well, maybe I'm. I'll do the, the world a favor and, and just go be with Josh, which is his, his son. He said, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go be with, with him. I'm like, well, why would you say something like that? And, and I'm, I want to say, well, I'll come over. And then I had to stop myself. And then I just have to, like, you know, cut the in conversation. And then, of course, within an hour or two, because he's very patient, here comes the threats. Mm. And I'm like, yep. So what, if one behavior doesn't work to get your attention, he'll try the exact opposite. Yes. Go from being the victim to be the assailant yes. to get your yes. attention, bring you right right back to point zero again. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. and it, it's my, so my, my, another reason I know um, I had talked to uh, to Ward and he, he asked me at one point in time, he's like, what made you stay with him for so long? And one of the reasons was is because he had a good relationship with my kids and my kids' father was not in their life. And so he would do, I mean, they just love him. And so I'm like, you know what? I don't have to deal with him. He's with the kids. He's, you know, going to school with them, doing different things like that. But he I had an emergency with one of the kids uh, with the last past week and 
he actually used that emergency to try to get in mm. and then just to cut me down. Mm. And I was like, you know you did not. And it's like he wasn't even worried about the kid. He wasn't even knew it was an emergency. And uh, he, he lied to me. He was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. Um, he's leaving Indianapolis. And uh, he said, I'm just waiting on this guy to get here to, to finish uh, doing something to the car. But he had to go, the guy had to go under the car to do this, this job. And it just so happened. I talked to my dad that day. And he's like, yeah, it's been snowing up here all day. And so he knows. I don't look at the news. He looks at the news. I don't look at the news. So yeah. how would I know that it was snowing? So if it was snowing, how was somebody gonna come do come do some work to your car? Mm. So it's like you never intend you you okay. You use the situation as a as a vector or yes. vehicle to, yes. to to his own yes. end. Interesting. That's great. Sad, Just to get to cut me down. And it's like you mm. really use our son. Really, really, you that's I said that's how low you can go, and so it's like it is like the things that he does in the situations become like, oh my god, it's like unbelievable. Mm. Now that I'm thinking with a clear head, not thinking, I'm not, I, I'm not thinking so much as why me, poor me, why doesn't my, my husband love me? Well, I mean, he'll always say, Well, you're fat or you're a pig in a wig, or you know, like. You're fake. You're this. You're that. Nobody really knows the new, uh, the real you. And I'm like, I'm the realest person there is. I mean, I mean, people don't know me because they don't know me. Um, and it's like, he just, these are the things that he, 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 he knows me so well, and even the insecurities that I may have. Yeah. He plays on, he plays on those for fun. So, so tell us this: Was there drug use? in this relationship and if so how did that begin there was there was drug use in the beginning um maybe for the first seven years there was drug use and um i'll be i'll be honest right hand to god when i tell you that i don't remember the first time that i used him with him but i know there it was with him because i woke up um and i developed a taste and and that taste is probably another reason why that I stay with him so long too, because he would feed that taste. So, so maybe he kind of introduced it to you when you weren't paying attention or something, and then it kind of went from there. Or I, I, I don't know. I don't even know. All I know is I woke up. I woke up. He was actually gone. Um, my purse was gone. My money was gone. Um, and I was. We were at the hotel. This was uh, maybe like five or six months after we met, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and. I had it was a taste, and he had bought that that taste back um, when he returned because he did return. He said, "Oh, you told me to, to take the you know the money," and I was like, "Okay, whatever. We'll just give me the taste." And so from there, it just it developed. It, it developed into something that I, I semi had control over, but then yeah. the threats come from, "Oh, I'm gonna tell your mentor you a thing, and you do this, and you do that. Oh, you're a hypocrite." Um, so I I chose to um, resign from my position um, that I was working with just so I wouldn't be a you know a hypocrite or things as that a, he said as a drug counselor or something. Yeah. Yeah. So so what what was the drug that developed this taste? Cocaine. 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 Yeah. So uh, I I don't really know how it works. Is you have to snort that, smoke it? How does that work? You can snort it, smoke it. And I think you can also inject it. 
Okay. Okay. And and if I'm correct on it, that's uh, is that an opiate? Opioid? Kind of. Is that it's kind of? Say it again. Stimulant. Oh, yo. So it kind of makes everything just yeah. fast. Okay. But not, but it it didn't do that for me. It didn't do that for me. Oh. So wow. I'm kind of I'm kind of different because you know me. I'm naturally hyped. You know I don't need yeah. I don't need a. A, a drug to, to make me hype so it kind of mellowed me out tim timid oh. me down and made yeah. me quiet and uh you know like scared and shy and didn't want to be around people mm -hmm. so so and that and you had to break that because i'm sure it was addictive right you, you just crave oh. it right yeah actually um I, I, I didn't actually break it. It's just like it's, that comes back to me being spiritual. It's something I was praying. I just prayed and prayed about, and one day um, it was it was taken away from me, and I haven't thought about it. I'm mm -hmm. crazy. Um, used it or nothing. Yeah. So that that had to be kind of expensive though during that mm -hmm. time. Yeah. So so the, so then you quit your job. I, that that probably make you quit too, wouldn't it? Quit the quit the, the I, drug. I, well. I, I quit. I uh, I said I resigned from my job, from oh. my position. Okay. I still was working. I just didn't work as a counselor. Okay. Because you were helping people and you didn't want to come off right. as being less than genuine. Right. Okay. Right. And he and he held that above your head too that you were doing yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. He he said he talked about telling my 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 mentor, uh, the people in my family. I think he even put it on Facebook at one point in time. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah, mm. sometimes people you're with will, will air, air out your secrets mm. and attack oh, you yeah. with, with, you know. So, yeah, so air it out now. I tell mm. him myself. I said, ask me, I can tell you better. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, does he still have that, that uh, problem or is he work, working his end out too? I don't, I don't think he have, has that, that problem, but he still uses, he still uses marijuana. Okay. He's, he's so, so a gateway. Wow, you, you had said when you met him earlier that uh, you had went through a, a death in the family. What, may I ask who who passed away, and what has affected you that greatly? Um, it was my my brother had passed, um, and it, it was oh, more yeah. so um, the way he passed that was um, probably uh, the thing that was the issue at at the time. Yeah, I my 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 stepdad had. Um, had actually, you know, was in self defense and pure self defense. He uh, shot and killed him. Okay, so so oh, okay, so stepdad was defending himself against him. Right. Yeah. Damn, My brother, he had addiction. He had a really really bad addiction issue, and he's he was also a, uh, a sniper. He was he was um, in the military, mm -hmm. and. Uh, he had just been going through some some marital issues, and he was he was drinking, and he was he was he, my brother was nothing to play with, you know. So mm -hmm. it's almost like you you if you want to defend yourself, if you want to make sure you're safe, you're gonna have to get something. And so my my dad, he was my stepdad. He's like the best stepdad a kid could ever have. Like um, my my biological dad died when I was four, and okay, he came my dad, that, dad came into my life when I was twelve. And like um, he's just, he's like my best friend to this day. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he loves my mom. He takes care, you know, the family. He always he always looks out for us. And uh, the police, the homicide detective, actually said that um, that my brother was looking for a way out, and he just used my dad to to do it. Mm -hmm. 
Did your father, uh, stepfather end up going to jail or anything for that? Oh, no. He went down for a question and was home that night. And then they ended up closing um, the case and, and dropping. I mean, he, never, he was never charged or anything. So how, how would you categorize your, your relationship with your immediate family and even the extended family based off the, your current husband situation? How, how would you categorize both of those? I don't, uh, well, I don't have a really good relationship with my family um, right now. Um, it's just so much, so many things have come into like clarity, like just about pe people as a, a whole um, and just going through the things that I went through with my husband, I just, I just refuse to go through the nonsense with anybody, with anybody, and um, I refuse to play the games with them. So it's distant. It's still there, still yeah. there. Um, I still love them um, and different things like that. But I don't allow myself to get caught up in you know unnecessary stuff, you know, mm -hmm. uh, easily. And with my family, it's. It was just, it's just always something with my family. It's never dull. It's never a dull moment because it's 13 of us and then it's like 72 yeah. grandkids. And yeah. And my mother, 72. she had everybody. So yeah. So it's like never a dull moment. And I'm the youngest of 13 and I probably have more education and experience and, and you know, money coming in than most of them. And so they look at me like, oh, you think you all of this? You know, <laughs> all of that. And no, no telling what my husband told him. And he's so convincing and and such a charmer. They just take his side or or, or just talk about me behind my back and I don't, I don't do none of that either. Mm. Now, are you in, in Bloomington with just your kids and then the rest of your family is, where where are they located? Are they in Indian, Indiana with They're you or are they? Yep, my kids, my kids are down here. Um, most of them, I have one son that I'm really trying to get down here. He, my oldest, I'm trying to get him down here with me. But they said it's so boring in Bloomington. Um, my 20-year-old, my, uh, she's trying to move back to Indianapolis. Um, but I said, you know what, it's okay. I mean, if that's what they want to do, I have to, you know, let them do what they want. Um, it's been grown and stuff. But I kind of mm -hmm. try to keep, you know, a... Uh, 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 eye on them and make sure they're mm -hmm. doing the right thing and school mm -hmm. and different things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that's a lot going on there. Um, let me ask, uh, I just don't want to uh, dwell on that, but when, when you were doing the, when you had the addiction to the drugs, did you have a near death experience with that or were you always, were you careful? Well, no, I never had a near death experience with that, but with drugs, but you do remind me of when I was going through um, my separation after my marriage. Um, I was very depressed, uh, yeah. chronic, chronic crying. Like I, I could not stop crying. I could not understand what was going on. Like God, when people get married, they supposed to be in love with their husband and wife, and I'm supposed to leave their wife. What is going on here? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so I um I got some sleeping meds, um, you know, prescription meds and they wasn't working. They wasn't putting me to sleep. I still couldn't I still couldn't stop the crying and sadness and I overdosed. Oh um, uh, I overdosed in twenty nineteen, I believe. Oh wow. Yeah. So who found you? Um, actually, um I don't even know. I was in the hospital. I woke up in the hospital. Man, I'm glad you made it out of there, cause ooh, wow, yeah, geez. I was in 
spent it with, and spent a, a little a little time in the hospital. Um, and I came home, I still couldn't do it. And that's, that's actually when I came to Bloomington. And I think that's what really saved my life, um, coming to Bloomington, just getting a, um, you know, a, a, a different swing, just, just a different outlook on life. Um, and I didn't feel so much pressure, like everybody was, people needed me because I mean, I couldn't be there for them at that time. I had to yeah. be there for myself. Yeah. Do you think you're still going through some some aspects of PTSD or any type of stressors that are triggers that you say, oh, hey, wait a minute, I feel the stress. I know what I need to do to cope and you move on. Or are you how do you currently feel about your, your situation? Definitely, definitely have some some signs of PTSD, but not not as severe as they as they were. Um, because I'm able to recognize the signs. I'm able, I'm able to recognize the signs, and I'm able to um, take a step back um, and don't. And, and I'm not to where I feel like I have to be there for everybody at every time. I have to practice appropriate selfishness, which is I have to take time for 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 me, or I can't be effective or actually helping someone else. Yeah, that's gonna be my next question. How how would you categorize your self care when it comes to? know your coping mechanisms of getting through stuff like that um i'm probably at maybe around a five or six i would say a five or six um right now um i still have have some days but not a lot of crying days uh sometimes i just you know want to stay in my room and um stay to myself i am getting back out into the community i'm sitting i sit on the board uh and I'm um, getting get ready to, to launch my, my business, go public with it. And so um, in order for me to do that, I have to be ready because I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't I, I can't be responsible for somebody else um, knowing that I'm not 100 myself. So yeah, you can't pour from them to cup, right? Yeah. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Who do you confide in? Because I know everybody needs to have somebody who can, you know, be on their level and relate to them and be a support system. Who's your go-to person? Well, actually, I I, um, I actually am involved in a group online called Circle. Um, and I've, I've tried therapy, um, like, therapy oh, many of times. And most yeah. times, the... Uh, <laughs> The counselors will be like, here, write your own treatment plan. <laughs> you can do this better than I can do this. So um, I pay people just to listen to me talk. It wasn't helping. But circles, I found a group on there for people, women who have been through um, PTSD, trauma, narcissistic mm-hmm. relationships. And I'm, I feel I'm, I'm able to, to feel like I can cry and, and show my, my true, you know, my true feelings or how I feel. Like, I've been through that and I can understand that. So, um, yeah, y'all about to give me teary up time right now. Oh, oh I'm sorry. No, you're, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's just, it's just, you're fine. It's just, it's just a lot to deal with when oh, yeah. you're actually facing, facing what's really going on like i'm not yeah. hiding anything i'm dealing with this so that i can move forward absolutely and get it out it. yeah so, so what was your pivot point when you're like you said you know what i can't take it no more i'm not gonna take it no more and then boom you just did that one day and you're like um you're my rearview mirror you know um well you know what I, i've been there actually i was there last year and uh uh, and 
my my husband wouldn't leave. He he would he would not leave. It's like maybe it was maybe in 2020, and I'm like, he dropped me off at home, and then his car would not stop. And I thought it was a sign from God. His car wouldn't go forward or backwards, and he had to get a transmission down here. And so he sat down here for two two weeks, and I say, now you know it's not gonna work between us, right? And it's like, but it's you know it's a sign. But I knew at that point that it wasn't gonna work between us. But I couldn't it's a get sign. He needed a new transmission. That's all that is. <laughs> right, my very wow. wow. And I knew I knew it wasn't gonna work. Or know a guy, he could help him. <laughs> you already know I know somebody. <laughs> but I, I knew it wasn't gonna work because <laughs> look at his phone. What is it? A thousand women, naked women, nasty pictures. I was like, uh-uh. I, I mean, I'm like, I mean, and then like he would be telling these women, "Oh, my wife is dead," or "I'm I got a oh, divorce." Or, yeah, she she won't let me see my son, or or I, I can't <laughs> nobody but you, you know. So I can see why these women are really in love with him. Like they wanted to fight me because they think I'm nothing to him. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he never like stood up for me or nothing. I said, that's it. That's you know, that's it. Like, how you trying to work it out with your wife, but you telling this woman that I ain't never heard of this woman before. This is a new woman. I, I mean, because I know all the women's, and that's sad. I know all the women's. And it's like, you tell her that you it ain't no you without her. So, uh, I'm like, he's never going to stop. Never. So I have to be that. I'm not going to say this to this guy. He's trying to be like a Kevin Samuel-esque person without providing any real real comfort or support. <laughs> I, know, yeah. exactly. I know what you need. It's right. me. I know what you right. need. Hey, wasting your time. I'm the high-value guy. Okay. All right. Yeah, sounds like I, I, I wonder, has he ever tried to introduce other women into y'all relationship, into y'all the circle? Which is, okay, just y'all two. Like, like a threesome? Yeah. No, he's not even big on sex. He's not. It's like, like he's, he's so good. He's, man, it's so good with his mouth. I mean, like his mouthpiece, like his game is so good. And like most of them be like, well, he never even tried nothing with me. You know, like. But he so. bought that money. Yes, he is. Okay. Wow. You know, that, that, that's a lot. To, but it's, I know. So how are you feeling right now? How, what's your emotional state now? Um, I feel good. I feel good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it feels good to talk to somebody about it, and I'm talking because I'm I'm saying these things to help somebody. Not yeah, absolutely. to I'm not I don't want to bash them at all, you know, because the thing about it with people with narcissistic personality disorders, they are the way they are because they don't know he don't he don't know what love is. So mm-hmm. I was expecting something from him that he couldn't get me because he never had it. How right. can he love me when he don't love himself or never been truly loved? Mm-hmm. So. And that's one thing I told him. I said, I will always love you because I have to love you because you don't know what love is. But even if it's that's from a different, a, a distance. So, um, like, I, I, I make sure, I try my best not to do things out of hate or anger because I don't want that, you know, those feelings to, you know, take over me. You know, oh, I'm, I'm out for revenge on you when this person's already been beat up. You know, he's already been abused. Yeah. Um, comes from a cycle of abuse from when he was a child, which is clear, and I know why. So um, I'm, it's, it's like, it, 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 it ain't your fault you messed up, but it is your fault you messed up because you you know, you know you're doing wrong and you could stop it if you really wanted to. I mean, you, I believe he could stop if he really wanted to, but why, why when, you know, who's, you know? Yeah, what's in it for him to do it? Yeah, what's in it for him? Right. 
So since you've gone on to this, this case of moving on, you know, relationship-wise, and you're just trying to function platonically for whatever it may be, give us a little bit more insight on your business. What what is the business about? What are you currently doing? Um, so I work. Uh, I have two businesses: Trinity Consulting Services LLC and Trinity Consulting Services. Actually, um, I started off doing um, tax preparation. Is my um, mother-in-law sent me to tax school, mm-hmm. and so I just kind of developed. Um, uh, I critique. I critique that. I, I, I learned it, and then I just take different classes um, every year just to make sure I stay up to date with all the tax laws. Uh, but when the pandemic hit, I just I came um, to like an ex- expert in unemployment, um, the uh, PPP loans, you know, the different type of grants and loans that people may need in order to. Um, you know, get the small business loans and grants and different things like that. And then since then, I've also took advantage of the SBA program. So I am getting um, acquainted, um, actually about to become a, a, a small business owner. The, the I'm a certified small women's business owner. With yeah, SBA. That's hot right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm working on my certifications. And then I working with the uh, Bloomington um City Council. Um, I sit on the board of Social Status of Black Males. Um, it's just having males, myself, boys, myself, and the different things that they uh, tend to get themselves into, or just the society around. It's not even get themselves into the way they look. Um, it's is a has become a problem. So um, I'm working with the community on how can we. Um, you know, make it a more um, better communication between the city and the community. So, and then get more things for the black community to do because there's not a lot of things for the black community and um, our black males are getting harassed down here. Oh, that. Well, uh, on that note, we're going to have to uh, move on to this final section of the show before we end it here. We kind of ran over, but it was good information we need to hear. So we're gonna do a section called Getting to Know You or Know You Better or Rapid Fire. We probably can just do uh, four and four trading call a day on that. Okay. And, uh, okay. Do you wanna go first? Sure, so, you know, one of the things that we, we we always try to balance in our in our personal and professional lives is time, finances, and energy. Out of those three variables that we're always trying to hold on to, which of those things do you think is most valuable to you as, as you go through your, your journey? My energy. Okay. I would say my my energy um, because my my energy is is <laughs> because I have to distribute it to so many different people mm-hmm. um, because of who I am called to be um, mm-hmm. and and how and how I am to be with people. Mm-hmm. My energy, the way I present myself is most important. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I don't need any finances or anything, you know, mm-hmm. it's just based on my energy, you know, so. Okay, that's good. You know, we've heard the saying also that people can live their lives in 20 year increments. You got your 20s, your 40s, you know, as you go into that next sequence of 20 years, what do you see yourself in, in the next 20 years progressing into? Oh, wow. Um, I see myself uh, progressing into um, a, a national level, 
uh, working with people on, on a national level um, mm-hmm. in, in increments, um, mm-hmm. city by city, yeah. um, just uh, helping w- whichever way that they need most in the, in the, in the biggest capacity, um, mm-hmm. well, what is going to make the, the biggest impact. So um, city to city, um, nationally, uh, and it could be something, you know, just as small as um, changing the water, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. However, it's going to be best fit to help um, the community, especially the black and brown community, yeah. uh, be, you know, be better people and, and live in a better way of life. Okay. Yeah. Now, now let's take a second and look back to 20 years ago. What would you tell your 20 year old self? You know, as you mentioned before, you got into the relationship with this individual around 20-ish. So what would you say to yourself and say, or what gems of knowledge would you share with 20-something individuals today to help them avoid this type of situation? Um, believe what people do and not what they say. Yeah. Well, Angelo said that. Mm-hmm. Somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah, believe them. Believe it. Believe what people who people show you they are, not who they say they are. Got that right. Yeah. And, and my last question is this: You know, you're an inspiration to someone. You've 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 inspired us with what you've said as well. So, what superhero best matches your personality? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about superhero. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's let that one. You have to let us know. What do you guys think? I mean, since you know superheroes, see, see, enlighten me. Uh, I don't know. How about, how, how about coming through the storm? So we'll call you Storm. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking Storm. storm. Yeah, Wonder I Woman. Like there you go. Uh, okay, I that like woman. that. <laughs> you don't mess with Storm either, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me ask my. Um, what are you most nervous about? What makes you nervous? What do you worry about at night? Failing. Mm. Yeah, fear of failure, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that keeps you going. Just you don't want to. Yeah, I've heard people say that, and then that that's that's a good motivator too, because you know, fear, fear is a powerful thing. Fear keeps people from having the life they want or doing stuff. Because, but you know, I know I failed a number of times in my life, I'm still doing, but I I learned from it, and that's that's what it sounds like. That's what you're doing too. Yeah. yeah. Um, my question now is, if you had ten million dollars, how would you spend it? Ten million dollars. I probably invest most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, get a financial advisor. <laughs> oh yes, definitely that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, figure out donate donate some to um, whatever um, organization that may need it most, or how can I impact the black and brown community the most? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then of course I, ha- I probably a house for my family. Yeah. yeah. Set up an but, LLC but, for yourself to get paid. There you go. Right, Pay yourself. Right. For, Pay yourself first. Because you I'm, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. So right. on behalf of What's Up Award, we take donations all day, every day. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I am a giver, so I definitely would have a financial advisor to, of course, so I can make sure I get that money. Keep on having it keep coming in. Yeah. And then you know, donate it. You know, to the uh, to the war show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, we we spoke with a, a medical doctor before we did this interview. Um, his show will come on before yours. And one thing he told us was be, when he came into a, a windfall, 
he said he wasn't very good with his money in the beginning either. And he, he said some profound things like that too. Uh, no matter how much money you make, if you can't manage it, you, you're still a broke person. So that's good that you said you would get a financial counselor. Most people don't have that type of insight. So okay. that's good. I, I definitely would be a millionaire right now. And I definitely probably, I'd have millions go through my hands, but probably more than likely. But I did not manage it well. And mostly it's because giving and trying to take care of everyone, of, of people around me. But like I said, growing up, I had a really good childhood. It's, it's nothing that I that I wanted for. So it's like, it's almost nothing. I've done so many things more than, than most people, so. Yeah. One thing that Steve Harvey said that I found insightful was, he said, the best way to help uh, your broke friends is not to become one of them. Whatever that means for whatever. So it meant what it meant for me. So I said, okay. Uh, all right. I like Steve though, but I ain't either. I'm not a fan, but I, I understand that because I know, understand that too. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna have to go ahead and wrap this up here. But uh before we close, can you uh tell people again or where they can find you at if they need your services or if they want to uh, see your, your your pages you have where's your social media footprint at if you want to share oh, that? Okay, sure. Um you can find me at Valentes on Facebook. Um let's see, you can uh my web address for Trinity Consultants is uh choose Trinity Consults, and that's choose C H O O S E. Trinity T R I N T Y consult C O N S U L T S S dot com. Um, and uh, my businesses are Trinity uh, Tr- Trinity Consulting Services LLC and TCS Core Care Management LLC. Okay. All right. So uh, let me go ahead and get my final thoughts in there. Did you have anything else, Trey, you need to add? I just want to say thank you for allowing us to be a part of your story. And we look forward to having our paths crossed again. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for it. Yeah. So let me get my final thoughts here. Today, we spoke to Valentes and she openly and honestly shared her story about her life and her struggles. Not many people have her candor or her abilities to come up with a positive disposition. We sincerely thank you for being real with us. Keeping it the bean, as they say in the hood on the What's the Reward podcast. Uh, with that being said, we want to end with this. There are two types of pain you'll go through in life. The pain of discipline and the pain of regret. Discipline weighs about an ounce while regret weighs tons. The worst words you can say is, I just wish I had. Push yourself to do what you hope to do so you'll never have to regret not having tried. Unless you're the lead dog of the sled, the view never changes, right? So following the crowd means living the same as the crowd. You don't want that and neither do we. Once again, my name is Woody Ward. He's Trey all day. Peace. Peace. Peace.